Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining us on the Live to 110 podcast. Today I'm talking to Dr. Eric Zielinski about essential oils for autoimmunity. And we have a really interesting talk also about triclosan and antibacterial hand soaps and why they were banned by the FDA and how killing all the bacteria on your skin and your hands can also, and these products can also kill the bacteria in your gut and how that can promote autoimmunity. So very, very interesting discussion today. Dr. Eric Zielinski is an expert in essential oils. So I was thrilled to have him on the show to talk about essential oils and focused on the really good ones for autoimmune disease, which is a terrible scourge on our society. So many people are being diagnosed with autoimmune disease. So we want to talk about things you can do for prevention as well. Please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please keep in mind that this program is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. Our guest, Dr. Eric Zielinski, he founded DrEricZ.com and Biblical Health Academy. Dr. Eric Z is a sought-after public health researcher, biblical health educator, and speaker. For over a decade, Dr. Z has been formally trained as a natural health care provider, chiropractor, and researcher with the intent to educate, inspire, and challenge people to live their God-given potential. He was on the esteemed research track while earning his doctorate of chiropractic degree at Life University and is working on his aromatherapy certificate with the Atlanta Institute of Aromatherapy. Dr. Z is currently on sabbatical from completing the Master of Public Health program at Emory University. Dr. Eric Z's mission is to provide the world with simple evidence-based tools that they need to experience the abundant life. He lives in Atlanta with his wife and children, and you can learn more about him at drericz.com. Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Well, thank you for having me, Wendy. I just love you. I mean, we've had a chance to do a lot of stuff together. It's really long overdue. Yes. Yeah. And so I've never had you on the podcast before. We've talked so much and you we were on my medicinal supplement summit. So, and I was on your essential oils revolution too. So it's great. I wanted to share some of the knowledge that you have about essential oils because you're an expert in essential oils and how they can help autoimmunity. A lot of people have autoimmunity. It's one of the fastest growing subset of diseases in the world. And so we need more information about how to address it naturally because modern medicine doesn't provide a lot of assistance in that area. So first, why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? You know, Wendy, I, I'm on a mission. My wife, Sabrina, and I are on a mission to helping people experience the abundant life. Um, I, I was sick as a child and um, just plagued with chronic issues for most of my adolescence up until I was in my young 20s. And so I know what it's like to battle depression and um, suicide ideation. And, you know, I'm a thin guy. It doesn't run in my family. I was never, you know, fat or obese, but I know what it's like to gain weight, lose weight. I know what it's like to battle an eating disorder. It's just, you know, I, I, I recognize one thing and something I appreciate about people like you and they is that, you know, people like you and I, we know what it's like being in the trenches and we got out of the trenches and we just feel, bur I feel burdened. I feel burdened to share with the world what I've learned and what I've experienced. And unfortunately, I guess somewhat for me, I had to go through so much, but I've gone through so much and my heart has just been filled with compassion and sympathy and empathy. And I've been able to just, you know, I haven't. I haven't had cancer or lupus or anything that significant, but I've had a lot of issues throughout my, my years and a lot of it stemming in the gut, um, chronic gut issues that erupted in chronic skin issues that erupted in chronic pain conditions and then mental disturbances, mental illness. And at the end of the day, I, I know what it's like um, surviving that. And so it really all started 13 years ago when I became a Christian. So I had like a, a revelation. And I say that because I'm not one of those kooky Christians that go to church all the time. Like I like I had like a spiritual enlightenment that just to me it was through that 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 religious persuasion, and it just opened up my eyes. So very purpose driven, 
And I, this one is why I really appreciate you, Wendy, because, you know, we've gotten a chance to talk a lot. And I, rec- I, I truly recognize that you come from a heart to serve and to love and to do because you know what it's like as well. Absolutely. And it's just, it's fine. It's great to live your life purpose and, and helping people. There's no greater satisfaction uh, than being able to help guide people out of their, their health issues. So I'm very, very thankful for that as well. And so you're very passionate about the topic of autoimmunity. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and you know why you're kind of uh, you know interested in this topic? Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly interested, and it's just recently. I mean, it, I've been, I've been, I've been specializing in biblical health for over a decade, and the last a few years is when the essential oil um, piece to to my pie came to be. And it's it, that's a wild story how it came to be. But I've devoted the last three plus years in just deep study of essential oils and plant based medicine, and I never found a connection to autoimmunity until recently. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's like, whoa, my, I, my, my research eyes have been open and because I'm a public health researcher. And that's what, that's what my training is in. And so when I started seeing the data, when I started looking at the correlations and, and the potential causations of what's happening right now, I just realized, you know what, what people have said through their testimonials might have bearing, even though they're are no clinical trials to prove it. Meaning this, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed or I've coached or I've helped or just friends or family that simply apply, you know, diluted frankincense over their thyroid and they say it's healed them of Hashimoto's. I mean, you can't prove it, you can't say it, but when, you know, what, what you can't say it's not true, but at the end of the day, there's no clinical reason to believe that. Yet someone, and I know several people who swear by it, they just swear by it. Like Dr. Z, I haven't changed anything in my diet. I haven't changed anything with my drug schedule. All I did was start applying frankincense and boom, I'm back to normal. Like, wow. That sort of thing happened over and over again. I dove into the literature, couldn't find anything. Like really, couldn't find much of anything. I'm like, okay, well, it's anecdotal. It could be a fluke, probably not. But I just kind of shelved it a couple of years ago until recently I started seeing more and more data and research regarding um, 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 the use of antibacterial products. And this is the kicker. And this is what I really, really want to talk about is I've been preaching this from the rooftops for years. Well, finally, the FDA banned triclosan, triclocarbons, and 17 other chemicals and antibacterial products. And that right there opened up my eyes to something interesting. Or open my eyes to something new that is very interesting because when you look at the research, triclosan has actually been proven to be a, a thyroid hormone disruptor, and it's been linked to cancer. And you know, thyroid hormone disruption a main cause of autoimmunity. And so I started going backwards, right? And so it was September of 2016 that the FDA banned these products. And we, if we have time, I like to talk a little bit about this experience with the FDA, the news, the up, the press release, and what this means to us. But that's really what, um, to answer your question, that's really what got me on fire for autoimmune conditions recently is because I'm now seeing a connection um, more on the prevention side that's now making me want to look into more of like, okay, cause and effect. So there's a couple different pieces to, to the pie, but I'm telling you, it's all connected. FDA, triclosan, antibacterial stuff. It's wild what's happening right now. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the FDA's ban on triclosan and what triclosan does to our bodies and the environment, which, you know, the FDA takes a long time to catch up to the research. And finally, they got it together and banned this. Why did they ban it? Well, we got to go back to 1949. We have to go back to dial soap and hexachlorophenes. So what is soap? I mean, this is a fundamental question. Like, why do we need soap? Uh, the reason why you need soap is that oil, greasy grime on your hands attract dirt, attract certain bacteria that are lipid-soluble that will not wash off with water. You know, water and oil don't mix. So if you have greasy, slimy, dirty hands, you get water that won't clean it off nine times out of ten if it's, you know, it's especially greasy or fatty. Well, soap acts as an emulsifier. So soap actually allows those particles to be suspended temporarily so water can then wash all that stuff away. Well, Dial Soap, Dial, came out with a product called Dial, right? They came out with a product in the late 40s that said, hey, we got a solution to soap, but you know what? It's also going to help you with body odor. 
because they found that the antibacterial products that they used, one was called hexachlorophane, had a very uncanny ability to combat body odor. So Dial marketed the soap as a um, what was a natural deodorant. They never used the word antibacterial. They never advertised there was hexachlorophene in it, but they said, hey, we're going to help you. Here's the interesting thing. About five years later or so, we see in the epidemiology, we see a spike in autoimmune conditions. You know, anything from MS to um, rheumatoid, you know, so many of them. You see just a spike, like out of nowhere. And that was the time when a lot of people were starting to use, a lot of manufacturers were using chemicals like hexachlorophenes and other chemicals. Because to me, the only way of explaining it is through the, the environmental toxicity. It's the only way to explain why out of nowhere there was a rapid increase in autoimmune conditions. Now, the wild thing was the autoimmune prevalence continued to spike, just continued. It was like almost exponential. And in 1972, the FDA banned hexachlorophene because it was known, it was found to be a neurotoxin. It literally killed, I believe, 39 or 40, I forget, um, I think it was 40, babies in France and 15 babies in the United States in the late 60s, early 70s. They had a situation where talc powder was um, had an ingredient, one of the ingredients was hexachlorophene, and moms, you know, innocently enough, were putting talc powder as a baby, you know, on the baby's bottom, and the babies inhaled it, and they died of brain damage. And they linked it to hexachlorophene. Well, the interesting thing was, you know, Dial started using hexachlorophene and then uh, cosmetic manufacturers and then talc powder manufacturers and then all kinds of different manufacturers started using hexachlorophene because of its uncanny ability to, quote, kill germs. Hospitals started using chemical or starting using hexachlorophene-based products. So this is what's wild. When the FDA banned hexachlorophene, mind you, Wendy, after 20 years of use, 20 years of unproven use, we basically were science experiments. At the same time, autoimmune conditions are just rising, rising, rising. At the same time, more pesticides. Our diet was changing. It was just the perfect storm. Well, there was a staph outbreak in hospitals around the nation right after they banned hexachlorophene because they developed, in my opinion, we can't prove it, but they developed, you know, hexachlorophene, in a sense, antibacterial um, product-based um, um, resistance. You know, we've heard of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Well, when you clean a product, when you clean an area with a product, and then you stop using that product, there could be a chance, like in the situation with the staph outbreak, that we, they needed to come up with a different, stronger solution. Because regular old soap and water wasn't working in the hospitals once they banned hexachlorophene. And it's not because soap and water doesn't work. It's because they created superbugs. And that's what we're in this situation now. We have people, there are strains of gyneria in China right now that are more deadly than AIDS because the drugs can't kill it because we've created superbugs. Bacteria, viruses, fungi develop resistance. And that's exactly what happened to the staph outbreak in hospitals around the nation. So they called, we need help. We need something. If you're going to ban hexachlorophene, government, give us something else. Well, that's when the manufacturer said, hey, we got something called triclosan. And it's been a registered pesticide since 1969, so why don't we put it in all cleaning products? It should help. It kills, you know, for pesticides, it kills for the plants. It should also kill for the hospitals. It should kill for the, the bacteria on your hands. And, and here we go. Well, fast forward 40 years, we've been using triclosan in all and mostly most 75 to 90% of all antibacterial products, hand sanitizers, all the lotions and potions and stuff you get at Bath and Body Works, all that stuff has been with triclosan in it. Well, the FDA just finally banned that after 40 years of use. An interesting thing about this, is, Wendy, is that the interesting thing about in the 80s is that once they, the manufacturers came out with the antibacterial label, the first time we see that is really mid-80s, mid to late 80s. That was when another spike happened um, in autoimmune conditions. So again, out of nowhere, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's directly a causation. You know, I, There's a correlation here, and i got to be careful because my epidemiology friends are going to skin me alive if I say, <laughs> hey, this is the reason. But there's, a, there's, there's an, hey, come on. I mean, just look at the data. Look at what we have here. And in the, in the 80s, we see, again, a nice spike. And then we see just an insurgence of antibacterial products. And the tr problem with triclosan, again, we talk about it's been linked to neurocognitive disorders, thyroid hormone disruption, cancer. But the, tr the, the, the shame of it all 
is that triclosan has this uncanny ability to penetrate into the bloodstream through mama's milk to baby. So any woman that's nursing, that's applying products on their body, which a lot do in their defense, soaps, shampoos, all this antibacterial stuff, if they apply it over their breast, maybe a lotion, penetrates into the breast, the bloodstream, through the milk to the baby. I mean, it, we've created a, a catastrophic system where infants are being birthed with what? What was that EWG, the Environmental Working Group study? I forget, like 280 chemicals. They, they tested the cord blood. Mm -hmm. They tested the blood in the umbilical cord. And, and these infants don't even have a fair shot. They don't even have a fair shot. And so I believe, you know, I was born in 1980 at the beginning of all this madness. I believe I was part of that. I believe we've been victimized. I believe we've been victimized by the system that's allowed this stuff. And so my take-home message to people, A, don't trust the FDA. I mean, period. No, absolutely not. They are working for the pharmaceutical companies and big, big agra. And they are not working for you. They do not protect you. A lot of people think the government will protect yeah. them. And it just no. doesn't. You have to take responsibility for yourself. And don't trust pharma. Mm -hmm. Don't trust the manufacturers. And folks, I hate the sound like conspiracy theory. The world's against us. It's dollars and cents. Yeah. It's yeah. all it is. And the problem is, like hexachlorophene on the market for 20-some years, triclosan on the market for 40-some years, recalled. How many drugs have been recalled? How many products have been recalled off of our shelves, right? We're just experiments, and they don't care. Mm -hmm. So here's my message to everyone. Oh, well, not, well, the message A is we need to do it ourselves. We have to DIY, and I love oils. We can talk all day long about that. But here's the thing. With this new ban, so FDA has given all manufacturers one year to get triclosan, triclocarbons, and 17 other chemicals out of the products. Mm -hmm. Just in a certain segment of the products, not all shampoos, not all toothpaste, not all everything, just soap. What about hand sanitizer? So there's gonna be so many chemicals on the market that still have it. Yet here's the other thing, just like BPA, right? Remember the BPA scare? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you really think BPA-free plastic is still good for you? No, they have something worse. They yeah, put BPAs, it? it's 20 times worse exactly. than BPA. <laughs> exactly, so what does that mean? They went from hexachlorophene to triclosan to, I don't know. So next year, when they come out with the new antibacterial solution because people are freaked out about germs, it's not gonna be good it's probably gonna be worse. I'm so happy that I instinctively, like in the the early 90s, I, I was using the dial soap and I thought, you know what, soap and water kills germs and gets germs and bacteria off your hands. I'm gonna to stick to that. I don't, we don't need this new product. And, and people should not be afraid of bacteria. Our bodies know how to deal with that. They don't know how to deal with chemicals. And these germ phobes, that's why my last husband and I split, because he was a germ phobe and I was a chemical phobe. I'm like, I'm not even joking. And it was doomed from the beginning. Like he's a, he's a freak about germs. And it's just, there's no sense in it at all. <laughs> I want to give everyone uh, a little peace of mind um, that we have created a culture of obsessively compulsive um, what is, I don't know, we just have OCD about germs. It's this excessive compulsion that, and I was there, Wendy, it was wild. I was there just a few years ago. I remember every time I touch a door handle, every time I touch this, every time I touch that, I had hand sanitizer. Man, we had hand sanitizer on my kids' lunchbox for crying out loud. Like they couldn't live without hand sanitizer. And so I was victimized, and I, I use that word, carefully, but I'm telling you folks, we've been victimized by misinformation because it's hurting us. I was in that mindset, like I needed to be, you know, I needed to always have that stuff on me, in my car, everywhere. And now it's everywhere. I gotta say, I don't wash my hands like I used to. I don't, I don't use that stuff. And I'm healthier than I've ever been. You know what? I actually purposely like to go outside, go on a hike, eat a carrot with my dirty hands, and guess what? That's fine. Get a little dirt in my system. Don't, oh. I'm not going to eat a spoonful of dirt, but come on. Yeah, I'm definitely a dirty bird. I do not wash my hands that much. <laughs> I'm not you afraid know, of germs. Bring it on. It's, help, it's healthy for your immune system. Stimulate it, you know? 
So folks, we need to remember one thing. We, and I know, you, Wendy, you talk a lot about the microbiome. Um, and I'm not here to teach on the microbiome. However, we need to remember there's something called the skin microbiome. It's just not in the gut. So our microbiome, there's millions, trillions of, of bacteria and multi-faceted um, microorganisms that create beautiful protection for our skin. And we are in symbiosis with these things. I mean, you're looking at one human cell per every 10 microorganisms. I mean, I, you're not even looking at a person. You're looking at bugs, right? So once you get beyond that, you know, beauty, skin deep. You look at my heart, my soul, right? So when you get to the point where all these products dry the skin, they break the first barrier of your immune system. That's the concern is people don't recognize the immune, the immune system starts here. This is it. You get sick. You get an infection. You get big-time issues when the skin's compromised because that allows things to come in, problem things like viruses and bacteria and things. And when you apply chemicals that we see like triclosan that penetrate in the bloodstream, that's when things really get messed up. So that's why I like essential oils. I like doing it yourself. I like simple coconut-based essential oil-based products that anyone can make that's super cost-effective that you don't have to worry is going to kill you or your family. And at the end of the day, you save money, you have peace of mind, and it's really empowering. I mean, it's really empowering to be able to really do what our grandmas and great-grandmas did because they had to. And great, 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 you know, all the way through the ancestry. I mean, you know, women were the healers of the home. Ever since the beginning, I could tell from time, and women had this unbelievable ability instinctively to take care of their household and their family, and they just have these awesome ability, you know, all these little concoctions and things. I mean, you know, when you got sick in the early 1900s, you went to grandma's house. She'll take care of you. And we lost that. And, you know, again, I want to encourage the men out there to step a little, up, up a little bit too because, unfortunately, a lot of moms, Wendy, you included, you have, you, you know, you're a mom and you work. So it's not like you have all day every day to do this stuff. So it's a team effort now. And guys, you got to step up, man. I mean, essential oils aren't smelly stuff for chicks. I mean, this is real life medicine that yeah. we need to use. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'm talking to the dudes out there. We really got to take away that stigma because I, I didn't say this earlier, but part of my story was I stigmatize essential oils ignorantly as something that my wife did because it was aromatherapy mm -hmm. and it was like oh she just wants to smell nice which she did she smelled great and i was like well i don't want to smell like you lang lang i mean you're kidding me i mean you know my my guy friend's gonna take my man card away so <laughs> i had to get over that stigma but it was the research and all of the hundreds and hundreds of testimonials of people that I've spoke to, worked with, and saw about how oils changed their lives. So anyway, it's funny. Oils, it predominantly a, a, a woman, a female-based um, venture, a female-based natural therapy, where you know guys all day can talk about detoxing, and you know how many of us have people in our world that are male experts, and they're like, oh, you heal your gut. And, okay, what about oils? So anyway, I think it's important. How did you get started in aromatherapy and, and uh, being a, a voice for essential oils? The research. You know, I was a medical writer. So um, that's how I supported myself during school when I was getting my doctorate. And so one of my clients asked me to write a series of public health reports on oils. And it, it, it floored me. I mean, I, I started looking at MRSA about how oils actually can kill antibiotic-resistant bacteria like MRSA, how oils can help people with cancer, how oils can balance blood sugar and help people lose weight. Over Here's another, black pepper. I remember, I'll never forget when I first read how black pepper actually helps people overcome the withdrawals of nicotine addiction. I'm like, what in the world is this stuff? And then I started going deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm very cortical. I'm very like, I have to see it to believe it. You know, I'm faith oriented if you kind of see it kind of person. And so once I got the faith of this, I'm like, man, these things are no joke. And that's when I started really, when that to me was, I needed to get into my mind to get into my heart because that's when I realized essential oils for me was the missing link for my natural health um, protocol because I never used them. Yeah, because it seems like right after you graduated from chiropractor school, chiropractic school, you you know started your health website, drericz.com, and you just kind of hit the ground running with essential oils. Like, yeah. you I know you've told me before that your wife 
uses them a lot and really taught you a lot and you saw firsthand about all the benefits that they how much they help you and, and your family you and your wife and your family yeah sabrina's been using them for um man she's really old hold on so i gotta go back <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's two years older than me so I'm like, she's an old lady <laughs> mrs robinson um yeah sabrina's been using them since she was a teenager so she's been using them for about 25 years okay. 25 years That's, because you know what sabrina's mother has a really good friend her name is Cheryl Buck. We call her Mrs. B. And she's Cherokee Indian, and she practices Ojibwa medicine. And Sabrina had an accident when she was a teenager. It was wild, actually. She was visiting family in Minnesota, and she just was you – know, she's been there so many different times throughout her life visiting her grandparents. And Sabrina was using some – I forget what it was, some knockoff clear seal skin facial thing that she was using, but – the problem was it interacted with the chemicals in her grandparents' water because they had um, well water. And so whatever water softener thing that they were doing at the same time, and I don't know because, again, it was 20-some years ago, but it literally burned the first three layers of her skin from here down to her neck, like open, oozing sores, like this beautiful teenage girl just like – Unbelievably, like she she had to wrap her face. She tried the cream. She went to the doctor. Nothing could help, and she was in a pretty bad situation for quite some time. And her mom's friend, Mrs. Mrs. B, said, you know, she gave her her first kit with um, essential oils in it, and part of it was lavender. She goes, Sabrina, you really need to make an ointment with lavender. Applied it over her face, and that stimulated the healing. You look at her now because I mean, my my wife, she's 38 years old. She looks like she's 20. She just has beautiful anti-aging skin. Primarily because of her protocol, essential oil-based products and everything that she does. And so, you know, she really is the expert at DIY and stuff. Me, I just I just fell in love with the research and fell in love with all the other things. So I let her do what she does because she converts her whole house into DIY wonderland. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, we it's it's I gotta say, Wendy, I, I noticed I noticed the need for unbiased information on the internet because, and this isn't the fault of anyone who makes money off of a product, but it's you're very, very hard pressed to find anyone talking about essential oils that isn't selling essential oils. Mm -hmm. And to me, just public health 101, that's bias. That's just bias and there's no way of around that. So I decided early on, you know what, I'm not gonna sell these oils. I'm just going to educate people, and that's where I came up with my Essential Oil Summit, number one. You were on the second one. We've reached over 265,000 people with those summits. Um, so that's what I've done. I've really put my neck out there as the non-branded oil educator, and um, I'm glad because I would say, I'll end with this. It's nice because people have thanked me time and time again because uh, they just call me a safe place to land. They're like, hey, Dr. Z, you know, I'll still offer them maybe like a diffuser or aromatherapy product. But when it comes to oils, I don't want to be in that game because when you start selling them, that's when the FDA starts to restrict your language because that's what they call drug claims. So for me, I can't now say, hey, the research says that essential oils can kill Frank or that, that essential oils can kill cancer cells. Uh, that's now illegal if I'm selling oils. So forget that. Yeah. I am so much about my freedom of speech, and I just want to report the, the literature about that and autoimmune conditions and everything else I can. Yeah, and that's why you go on like doTERRA or Young Living or any kind of website, and there's they don't make any health claims. They can't. They'll be shut down by the FDA, and the FDA is just breathing down their neck. But there's so many healing benefits that you won't find on those sites because they're not able to do it. So, so we need resources like yours to actually learn what they do and to target a health issue specifically because you can't find it on those sites. So you talked that you said that you are a public health researcher and uh, you are a, a writer. You're an excellent writer. So what have you uncovered about autoimmunity that people need to know? The primary thing is going through the going through the timeline that I just shared is the importance of doing it yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, the bottom line, whether it's hexachlorophene, whether it's triclosan, whatever chemical it might be, you can't trust conventional body care products, period, period. There are some products out there that are really super intense, organic, non-GMO, will cost an arm and a leg. I mean, really, if you go to Whole Paycheck, Whole Foods, if you go to these places, you're gonna spend a lot of money on them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's very cost-effective to do it yourself. 
And so a good recipe for anyone. And I will say I do have it in my car because sometimes I do get my hands dirty. And I, you know, I actually because I have 100 kids, we have four children. I, always, I have a bunch <laughs> of kids. We got we always have baby wipes in the car. So I always have like a baby wipe um, that can wipe my hands with. But sometimes, you know, I feel like, you know what, let me get like a little quote hand sanitizer deal. And all it is is like a one to two ounce spritzer glass. You put a couple drops of witch hazel, a couple drops of aloe, a drop of vitamin E, and you add about seven drops of essential oils per ounce of water. So you get, again, the essential oils, the witch hazel, the aloe, the vitamin E. You kind of mix that together in the jar, fill it up with purified water, and you shake it up. And that cool thing is it's a spritzer. But you know what? Because it's aromatic and because it's healthy for you, I've noticed I, I put some on my – you know, I'll just put some on me as like a cologne, as a deodorant. Um, it's very effective. And so that, again, is a really easy solution. Another solution, how easy it is to make soap. I mean, I never, I mean, it's so simple. Guys, it's so simple. I mean, like the men out there, I want to tell you, really easy. You just get like a little glass pump thing of these little foam things that cost a couple bucks on Amazon. You fill it about three quarters of the way in with um, Castile, liquid Castile soap. Mm. And you could, again, put a little bit of aloe. You could put some essential oils in it. And that's really about it. You don't even have to put water. You know, you could put some vitamin E in it. You can, again, you know, I like um, witch hazel is nice. Just it acts as an emulsifier. But that right there is soap. And there's so many recipes that my team and I have come up with. That's why I created my, my Dr. Z's Essential Oil Club because we have like, I don't know, 75 recipes like um, floor cleaner, um, mm. shampoo. Because we don't realize too, you know, even though you might not be touching these things, you're smelling them. I mean, ever clean with bleach and you get that, maybe you get a headache? Those volatile organic compounds are actually touching the nerve cells in your nose and stimulating a response in, in, your, in your limbic system, in your brain. So yeah, like how you're smelling it. I have aromatherapy diffuser kicking right now. So mm -hmm. we got to realize, even though we might not be touching it, even though we may not be swallowing it, we're still getting it if we smell it. And that's the other standpoint too when it comes to autoimmune conditions and when it comes to prevention. It's more about prevention because to me, I'm about stopping the bleeding. I mean, let's. I, I help people stop the bleeding, put the Band-Aid on, and then work with a specialist like yourself or someone else who can really help them take them to another level. But you have to stop the toxicity. You have to. And to me, the two easiest things and the two most used things are the soaps and the hand sanitizer. Done. And then, so anyway, easy to fix, easy to make, and you start from there. It's a way of life. So let's talk about essential oils and the autoimmune connection. Um, how can people use essential oils to prevent autoimmunity in the first place? Yeah, I mean, really, it all boils down to, again, stopping the chemicals in the products and making your own. I mean, really, that's all that I could show through the research. When it comes to other things, I personally, Wendy, I, I, that's a good question because what I want to, what I'm not going to say is, oh, you need to use XYZ oil every day that's a problem that a lot of people fall into. It's a trap. The trap is there's an oil for that. The trap is I need to use oils medicinally as prevention, which makes no sense clinically, and it's actually been shown to harm people for a number of reasons. These are very potent plant-based medicines. I mean, like, very potent. And people are becoming sensitized to oils because they're overdoing it. And sensitization is essentially like an allergic reaction to essential oils. You become sensitized to them. That some people innocently overdo it. They use them as, quote, prevention, like a drop of frankincense in their mouth every day to stay healthy, to be cancer. And they find themselves, like, if they have frankincense, they bust out in a rash. Or they have headaches or migraines. It's not that the frankincense is bad. If It could be if you're getting a bad oil, but assuming that the brand that you're getting is good and good stuff. So the thing is when it comes to it, when it comes to autoimmunity specifically, it's about minimizing all those toxins that we've been – that cause autoimmunity, doing it yourself with essential oil-based products and really keeping the immune system healthy and strong. 
And that's where, you know, I do like to use essential oils once in a while. But, you know, I have this, um, uh, what, what, what do I call it, this immune boosting shot, um, especially right now, flu season. And people are getting, it's crazy how many people are getting the flu shot and they're getting vaccinated. And eh. No, you know, I got this really neat little concoction that I put together. And me personally, I'll have it maybe once or twice a week during this crazy flu season. If I notice one of my 100 kids are getting sick, I might do it again. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? But here's the problem. We don't want to have, we don't want to be in the mindset where we're using oils every day long term. And that's a, that's a problem. Now, if it's in your products, if you're diluting it, like let's say a 1% or a 2% dilution, then that's safe. It could be in your, your massage oils, your hand sanitizers. But when we're talking medicinal, like medicinal essential oils on like a lotion or a potion or something, that's like five plus percent dilution. And when it comes to dilution, um, meaning this, um, 300 drops are in a tablespoon. So if you're looking at a 1% dilution, that's three drops of essential oil in a tablespoon of whatever carrier that you're using. If it's a 5% dilution, which is really like high concentrated, don't do that on kids. Do that with adults. For acute short-term conditions, that's 15 drops of essential oil per tablespoon. That's a lot. And it's it's necessary at times, right? But that is what I've seen a lot of people do is they overdo it. They have 5 plus 10%, 20. I mean, some people are doing one-to-one ratios. They're doing 50% dilutions and they're using it as, quote, prevention and they're, A, they're wasting. It's not sustainable. They're potentially hurting themselves. Some people literally burn themselves. I did. When I first started learning about oils, I had a pimple. I put oregano on. I burned my skin. It was horrible. Like, I learned the hard way. So safe practices. So that's what I want to share with people. There are ways of doing it. There are ways of being wise. But at the end of the day, oils should be more for um, symptom-based management if you're using them medicinally and not for prevention. Yeah, and I, I learned a lot from your essential oils revolution. I listened to a lot of the talks because I, I got really, really passionate this year about learning about essential oils. I never really dug into that, uh, you know, part of the health before, natural health and healing. And I was just really surprised by uh, just by the, you know, the range of uses uh, that and healing that can be promoted by using essential oils. So do you have like your favorite essential oils for boosting the immunity or helping someone that has an autoimmune condition? Yeah, I, I actually have a, an immunity blend. It's based off of a lot of the immunity blends that you see that the brand sell. Um, the primary ingredient is clove. And from what I've seen in some reports, clove oil has literally, no joke, literally some of the highest concentration of antioxidants on anything else on the planet. So what I create is a blend and you can create a one to one to one to one ratio, but clove, you can use orange, eucalyptus, lemon, rosemary, and cinnamon. These oils, again, clove, eucalyptus, orange, lemon, rosemary, and cinnamon, put them together, one to one to one to one ratio, mix it together. You have a, now your immune boosting blend. And if you're looking at like, if you find yourself immune compromised, Putting a drop of that in a teaspoon of coconut oil, just simply put, that's pleasant. I mean, me, I like, and I don't know what you feel about lipospheric vitamin C. I'm a big fan of it. Um, or whatever vitamin C, if you really want a good vitamin C. Well, by the way, let me ask you, which vitamin, do you, do you recommend a vitamin C? I do. I like uh, Seeking Health liposomal vitamin C. Okay, liposomal. Quicksilver Scientific has a really good liposomal C. And I like food-based vitamin C also. Because uh, food base has all of the uh, cofactors that help vitamin C absorb into the cells, but liposoma has a much higher absorption rate. Is it is the one that you're talking about? Is it a liquid form or is it a pill? The liposomal is a liquid form. The cool. food base is a food, but you can do it, get it in powder. Okay. Right now. So get Wendy's liposomal vitamin C, get it in a little cup, put a teaspoon of coconut oil in that with the vitamin C, add a little bit of Himalayan sea salt, one or two drops of that immunity blend I talked about. And me, I like a, a teaspoon of honey. I'm telling you, Mary Poppins had it down pat. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> and according to, the, according to Webster Kerr, who's the, the cancer tutor from cancertutor.com, uh, through his cancer research, he actually says that, that honey acts like a Trojan horse 
Honey acts like a carrier. You shouldn't be afraid of sugar, like healthy sugar, if you're a cancer patient or autoimmune patient, because healthy sugars actually can help bring, according to Webster, bring those um, healthy um, cancer-fighting chemicals into your cells. So well, it's very I take, interesting. I take yeah. my Manuka honey every day. Very Acts happily. Like very happily. And I also like, you know about the honey cinnamon cure, right? So people have been using honey and cinnamon for centuries. So I also add a little bit of cinnamon. So my immune boosting shot again is that lipospheric vitamin C, one or two drops of the essential oil blend that we just talked about, um, some coconut oil, a teaspoon-ish, a teaspoon-ish of honey, some sea salt, because you want those electrolytes. And um, I like pumpkin pie spice. I'm addicted to this stuff. I love it. I need black pepper to get it, <laughs> overcome my addiction of pumpkin pie spice. But you mix that together, I kid you not, it's like candy. And that is what I came up with to overcome pneumonia last year. Um, because like a lot of folks in our space, Wendy, we're healers and we sometimes work ourselves around the clock to help the world and we help a lot of people. And I found myself somewhat overwhelmed last year with the amount of people that were following me from my essential oil summit. And I just literally worked around the clock and I got sick, like pneumonia sick, first time ever. And that helped me get out, get out of that hump. So love that. But Please don't use that every day. Like this is something, again, once or twice a week during flu season. If you are sick, twice a day, I max it at two weeks. So if you're, if you're sick right now um, or if you're maybe getting out or if you're trying to detox or doing a cleanse, I recommend doing that twice a day for one and a half, two weeks or so. And you got to give your body a break. You don't want your body to gain any sort of resistance and you want A, the bacteria, the viruses, whatever it is to keep on guessing. Um, so we want to switch it up. So I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? I think the most pressing health issue today is misinformation. It's hard to say it as a researcher, but 90% of the research is falsified. And we have research reports that say that. And the problem that we have is who do you believe? DrSoandSo.com? You believe, you know, you, me, who do you believe? And the, to me, the problem is misinformation and people are getting hurt. The stuff I see on Pinterest, the stuff I see on blogs, it's like, man, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. People are getting hurt because they're doing stuff, natural, medicinal, doesn't matter. So to me, my recommendation is to find someone like you, Wendy, find someone that you get to know, you learn to trust. And, and you, you let that person coach you through. Because the problem is we become health consumers. And I know you're a coach. How hard is it when someone is not following, not uh, completely not compliant to your recommendations because XYZ website saying five other things. And so to me, it's confusion, misinformation, and you got to find trusted sources to follow. So that's, that's become more than clear. I love that answer because I run into that uh, myself a lot and I see a lot of BS on CNN and the morning news shows and NPR, which is paid for by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other entities and Quack Watch, which is funded by Big Pharma. Oh, and, yeah, and people uh, take these this news or these uh, reports and re you know, that are verified by research and take that to be the word. And it's, and it's really frustrating because for myself, I've taken three statistics courses, uh, all kinds of science courses, very well versed in the scientific method and research methods. So I can look at a study and know if it's statistically relevant or valid study, and most of them are not. So you really have, unless you've had all that background research, you're going to be misled by the misinformation you see on the internet on television. So I love the answer. So anything else you want to add to our conversation about essential oils or autoimmunity or anything of that nature? Yeah, I want to give people encouragement. I um, you know, and, and maybe if we have just a minute or two, I could talk about, um, we'll call her Sue, but her name isn't Sue, but for her protection, Sue. Sue had a condition. Sue had um, an underactive thyroid and she gained 50 pounds within a matter of a year. She was postmenopausal, not sleeping, um, brain fog. She was a wreck. And I didn't see Sue for about a year. 
um, she was a friend that we met at church. And when we moved down to Georgia uh, to study chiropractic, I didn't see Sue for a little while. And when we'd go back home, we visited our old church, and then we'd see old friends. Well, there was a point I didn't see Sue for one year, and that was right after I started my blog. And Sue came up to me right after church and said, Eric, I need your help. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Um, I, I literally threw away all my drugs. I can't do this anymore. I haven't slept in five years. I've gained all this weight. I, my hair's falling out. And she just, this litany of problems, this litany of problems. She goes, what can I do? And I could just tell. I mean, her husband was a chiropractor. They tried all the supplements they could, literally. You know, natural care. They tried everything they could. Nothing worked. At least for them, they couldn't figure it out. All I, it came to me, you know what, Sue, you need a good night's sleep. Just, just start with sleep, just out of all the things. And so um, got her a bottle of lavender, a good therapeutic-grade lavender, and I pretty much doused the whole bottle on her. I think she said <laughs> she put I, – I don't recommend this, but she put it everywhere, all over. She diffused it on the bottoms of her feet, everywhere. She slept for the first time through the night in five years, and she woke up, and there was hope. She woke up vibrant. She woke up energetic. And her husband's like, what's up with you? She's like, I slept for the first time. And then she came back, what else can I do? And I said, you know what? I can't prove it, but I've been told by a lot of people, you can apply some diluted frankincense over your thyroid, and that could help regenerate some of those cells that are not producing the thyroxin. You know, Because she got herself off of Synthroid, which I never recommend doing that yourself. But she started doing that. And next thing you know, her she started um, losing weight. Her thyroid started producing thyroxin. And then she started putting like a mixture of helichrysum and, and rose and frankincense right under her eye or, orbital because she I, I taught a class and I was teaching about how it's, it helps with skin. Her vision went from like a two and a half on her bifocals to like one on wow. her bifocals in a matter. So her vision got better and her world got better. Basically, there's hope, and I can't I can't promise that everyone will lose weight, get their you know hair back and sleep and and get their vision back like Sue, but there is hope out there, and I want to encourage you all to be safe. Always dilute your essential oils, test things, follow a trusted resource. I invite you to join a club that I created. I created an, an essential oil club just to educate and to help, and just just know that. You can, and I believe it. I believe that you could find the recipe for you, and it takes some trial and error. So with that, there's a lot more I could share. But, Wendy, I just want to thank you for, for um, having me on here. I just so much appreciate you and your work, and um, it's just an honor. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And why don't you tell the listeners about your Essential Oils Revolution 1 and 2, and there'll be links to all these in the show notes so that you can find them and there'll be a link to your essential oils club as well. But tell us about your essential oils revolution, the summits that you put on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the largest non-branded educational event ever. And it was awesome. I had no idea what to expect. We got together chemists, bloggers, distributors, um, healthcare professionals from all sorts of different brands. We just left the brands alone. We didn't talk about any specific blends that are specific to a company. We just talked healing properties of essential oils. And we've reached over 265,000 people. And, and it's just an unbelievable movement that we've been able to create. And so um, a lot of things that we're doing, a lot of things that we're doing with the content, with those interviews. Um, and that's really what I've created with my club because my club has an essential oils TV. So I've, I've and essentially I've taken those interviews from my summits and I've created the Netflix for essential oils plus the interview on um, plus other interviews and DIY videos that my wife and I are doing. So we have just a database right now, of nearly 80, 80 videos that people can watch when they become a club member. And it's pretty cool. I mean, um, nothing that I could see else on out there about this sort of thing. So Again, thank you for being part of my Essential Oils Revolution Part 2. You did a great talk. So, folks, if you missed it, you got to join the club so you can listen to Wendy uh, talk about detox and all things cool. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome. That club sounds amazing for anyone that wants to learn more about essential oils and get mm. that unbiased kind of education where they can get a real deep-down education about essential oils. And you're writing a book on essential oils too, aren't you? Can you tell yeah. us about that? It's a little too early for that. Yeah, I got to be careful. <laughs> I talked to my publisher. They said, okay, we got to wait. But, yes, um, slated um, February 2018, which 
is overwhelming because how soon it is in our world. It's like I got to plan this whole thing. But yeah, um, writing a book um, again, nothing like this has ever been done, which is interesting because most essential oils book out there are you know just aromatherapy one 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 kind of stuff. But this is like we're getting this conversation we're putting on print. That's mm-hmm. basically what we're doing, and. I think because a lot of folks, because they sell products or because they're aromatherapists, they really haven't put their stake in the like really attacking disease, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to really talk about, okay, how do oils really affect cancer? How do they help you balance your blood sugar, reverse diabetes, and that sort of thing? Um, it's going to be, it's, um, it's be wild, wildly adventurous. So we're doing that, and um, I'm always growing my database, which is part of the club. Um, I think we have over 100, article, 100 reports, 100 reports on oils conditions from Lyme disease, how to deep, what actually the article I wrote for your summit was probably one of my most popular ones this year about detoxing with essential mm-hmm. oils. Wow. That was like, that was a huge article, huge um, report. So anyway, we're just constantly going on this. We're, um, I'm always learning and you know what I'm tweaking. And that's one thing too. And that's, what I appreciate about you, Wendy, is that you grow. You're not like stuck to what you said two, three years ago. Like I'm literally going back to my articles and I'm changing things that I find are potentially inaccurate or wrong or whatever. Like we are humans, we're trying, we're growing, and we're learning. And that's my commitment to people is that I'm never going to stop. So, yep, we're helping lots of people. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally identify with that. Not everything is 100% right, though. I have mistakes on my website that I, one day I'm going to go back and (laughs) correct that that thing as well. Um, But thank you so much, Eric, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. So tell listeners where they can find you. They can find me at drericz.com. If they want to check out the club, they could go to essentialoilsclub.info. And everyone, thank you so much for listening yeah. to the Live to 110 podcast. I so appreciate you tuning in every week because I wake up every morning just joyous and so excited to help to educate you about how to heal your health conditions naturally. And you can learn more about me at live to 110.com and learn more about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening.